brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome into Sports Memos Betting Podcast for the Saturday College Basketball Betting Slate. We're going to be breaking down a bunch of games on the Saturday card from a look-ahead perspective, going off of uh, Ken Palm's numbers because the numbers are not out yet. We're talking with Robbie Vino. It's Friday, about 1 o'clock Eastern time. Robbie, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I am good today, Drew. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Excited. You know, it's the Saturday uh, College Basketball Betting Card. It's my favorite card to bet of uh, really the whole year, just each Saturday college basketball card. I think it's the most advantages to the sports better out of uh, any mainstream sports betting card. Just there's there's so much for the odds makers to do, sides, totals on over 100 games on the college basketball betting slate. And you've been good in college basketball. You're uh, four and five percent plays, 19 and nine runs, 60, what, that's 68 percent? That's that's a that's a heck of a run. You've been good in NBA, Robbie. You're doing a lot right, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, no. Um, like we continue to say week in and week out here, Drew. It's been it's been good. Um, you know, I've gone over methods and stuff that I use as far as breaking college basketball down into sections. And right now, where I'm concerned with the um, you know the criteria, so to speak, that I apply. We're kind of in the back half of conference season now where we're seeing some rematches and stuff. So it becomes a different handicap um, at this point in time as well. And sometimes you have to dig a little bit more to find what you're good at handicapping. So uh, but but it's all been good. Last night we hit another four percent or so. We run it to 20 and nine right now. It's been um, a real good run with the big plays. And of course, overall. I think we mentioned this last week. It couldn't be more consistent between the two. I think it's 56 percent winners in college basketball for the season, 56% winners in NBA basketball for the season. Um, those are good numbers for guys who know 52.8 is a break-even spot when you're in this with a minus 110 VIG. And, uh, you know, you get over that, you start making some money. So we're doing well. We look to continue that trend, Drew. Yeah, Robbie, keep it up, guys. And Robbie's a, a great uh, great resource for for your betting needs. His service is, uh, has been a winner for quite some time now. And by using the coupon code year 351 that's y-e-a-r 351 you take 351 dollars off of his one year all access that gives you every sport every play robbie releases for just uh 1399 bucks that will give you uh all 365 days using the coupon code year 351 at checkout Robbie, let's break down some of these games. Starting in the ACC, North Carolina at Louisville, game number 601-602, top of the card here. And it looks like Ken Palm showing it Louisville 79, UNC 77. So a high-scoring affair here with Louisville 
projected to be about a two-point favorite at home. How would you look to bet this ACC matchup? Yeah, and we'll start, obviously, the way we do each and every week when we go over the Saturday look-ahead card, Drew, by just comparing my power rating number uh, projected line to what Ken Palm has right here. I show Louisville to be minus a half a point, so I'm closer to the pick maybe minus one range here, just slightly less than uh, what Ken Palm is showing. I think that the number probably will be shaded more to what I have, um, not because my power ratings include it, but because the odds makers are likely to include a bit of a revenge factor in favor of North Carolina here. UNC gets absolutely drilled the first time around by Louisville. They lose uh, big. Luke May has a lousy game, 3 of 14 shooting. The entire team has a lousy game, only shoots 34.5% from the field, while Louisville shot 52% in route to that 83-62 to victory. Um, Louisville certainly, Drew, has been no joke this year. I mean, I don't know that a lot of people, including myself, saw this coming with Louisville this year this fast, uh, considering the turmoil that the program has been through the last couple of seasons. But, you know, you're staring at a team that ranks right atop uh, with the big boys in the ACC power ratings wise. They're also on a nice five and one against the spread uh, run right now. So Louisville, a team that certainly is to be reckoned with and at home their their um home court certainly provides them a nice advantage before north north carolina like i say a, a team that's coming off an embarrassing loss the first time around you'd expect a maximum effort here we know no venue is a bother to unc they go anywhere um with it to play big games so that doesn't really matter and they too have been on a real good point spread run, seven and two against the number their last nine. What's interesting to note is that North Carolina has been overpriced totals wise when you just go through the results and see that in their last 11 games, they played nine unders and only two overs. So North Carolina, a team that always plays up-tempo Drew under Roy Williams and is always expected to score a lot of points. Oddsmakers have just been able to bump the totals up enough now to keep North Carolina under the number. We'll see if it comes in that 156 range, how it goes. Like I say, the first time around when they played Louisville, the game only hit 145 due to miserable shooting from UNC. If you just apply that first game, Drew, and say to yourself, well, 34.5% out of North Carolina really isn't going to happen again. And they can't, they hit 145, which is within 11 points of what Ken Palm is indicating the total will come out at. Uh, you might consider playing over here. But like I say, we'll see where the odds makers price it. It's liable to come a little bit higher. Carolina totals have been padded. Real good game. Starts off the day. Uh, I think it's a 12 noon Eastern start. And we'll see if North Carolina can get their revenge. I would think they'll play a real good game here. But like I say, Louisville has been every bit as good as North Carolina point spread wise this season. Good stuff, Robbie. Heading back to the ACC. Another good matchup here. 6-13-6-14 Virginia Tech at NC State. 78-77 Ken Palm projecting the Hokies to go on the road and and win 78-77 one-point victory, giving us a 175 total, Robbie. How would you look to bet the uh, Hokies and Wolfpack? 
Well, this is two really, really good offenses, Drew. If you just go through offensive efficiency numbers where ACC play is concerned, numbers that Ken Palm supplies and um, effective field goal percentage numbers that he, that he supplies, you find that, you know, it's two of the best offensive teams here. They're, they're really a contrast in styles, though, because Virginia Tech, a slower-paced team under Buzz Williams – but they just shoot the ball so well. I mean, you saw them on the floor the other night. I forget who they were playing, but they run three or four guys out there each and every game that can just drill it from beyond the arc. They're extremely difficult to cover. And for head coach Keats of NC State, a guy who loves pace, remember back to UNC Wilmington before he got this job, he just brought that system with him to NC State and they are, they play as fast as uh, anybody in this conference just about. And they don't mind, you know, missing a few shots because possessions sort of make up for that. So it's a difference in styles here. Virginia Tech more efficient by the possession. Uh, North Carolina State more of a volume team. But I think that this matchup has all the makings of a um, of a back and forth nip and tuck affair. I'll tell you this: the total, if it should come out um, where it's suggested to come out here between NC State and uh, Virginia Tech, I'm looking at 155 right now from Ken Palm. Um, that total could easily get over in this game. I don't think there's any way. Or let's put it this way. It's extremely difficult. And I know that, and this is very true, the old adage in basketball is it's easier to slow a game down than it is to speed it up. That does hold true. Um, It's difficult to slow Coach Keats' team down uh, no matter where he's been. And if you continue to make shots the way Virginia Tech continues to make shots, then totals at the 155 range – still get there Um, you're looking at two teams that shoot pretty good uh, from the free throw line excellent in the case of Virginia Tech how many 80% free throw shooting teams do you see across the country barely none Uh, Virginia Tech is outstanding at that NC State shoots them as well so you're not going to cost yourself points on the free throw line Um, unlike a game which I had last night with Long Beach State which goes 14 of 30 from the free throw line and basically puts you out of any Uh, over consideration whatsoever just by free throw shooting so both of these teams I think in their own way will score their points we don't have a first meeting this season to go on between these two we only have last year's game where Virginia Tech wins 85-75 game hit 160 I think both of these teams are improved offensively since then and neither one Drew is especially good on the defensive end so um I would think that 55 to me rings a little bit low and I'll be interested to see where the actual total comes out. But uh, for these two, I would think at this point, if I were given that number right now as an opener, I would be on over 155. Yeah, and you're right, 155. I might have said 175 at the beginning, but yeah, you're right. It's projected at 155. We got 659-660 in the SEC up next, Robbie. The Egg Bowl, Mississippi State at Old Miss. Ken Palm projecting Ole Miss one-point favorite, 76-75, giving us a total of 151. How would you bet? Look, look to bet the Egg Bowl here in Oxford. Yeah, and you know we bring this game up today, Drew, really for one reason, and one reason only, and that is the injury that we saw to Nick Witherspoon the other night 
in uh, Mississippi State's game. That's an important injury, and we have a question mark. We're looking at a question mark on him for this game right now. Uh, it'll be really dependent how you play this game, in my estimation, dependent on whether or not Witherspoon is able to play. Uh, one of the four guys on that team that averages double digits, certainly it's a guard-oriented team. Ben Howland's team, very good at scoring the basketball, not as good at the defensive end, which is where Witherspoon really helps both ways. Um, you know, I, for a kid that shoots 48% from the field, it's just hard to have that kind of loss. When you watch them the other night, you can see that, you know, in game when those things happen, second half, and somebody has to come fill your role for the last 10 minutes of a game, you can get by with that. But the start of a game and playing 40 minutes without a person, without a player that important to me, really significant here. It puts a lot of burden on the uh, other two guards, lead guards, Witherspoon and Kandari Witherspoon and Lamar Peters. So from that perspective, I would think that no Witherspoon means a play on Ole Miss. It's going to mean a hike in the line for sure. Um, I don't know how much odds makers will attribute to Nick Witherspoon, uh, but it will be padded somewhat if he's not able to play. If he is able to play, he'll get a normal line. I think that the game the other night where Ole Miss had it basically won, and again, the question comes into play, do you foul um, when you have a three-point lead and less than 10 seconds left? Ole Miss chose not to foul with the three-point lead and less than 10 seconds left, and sure enough, Florida drills a three with five on the clock, sends it to overtime, Florida gets the win. It's a tough loss for Mississippi, but if you watch that game from start to finish, boy, oh boy, they sh- once again, I- I've sang the praises of the job that Kermit Davis has done at Ole Miss all season long, and you can continue singing the praises of what he's done because they fought in that game uh, a couple of times where it looked like Florida was maybe about to pull away to a comfortable lead and Ole Miss would come back. Very, very good on the offensive end, undaunted by any venue or any circumstance really at this point in time. So I could see them bouncing back. The question that might be fatigue on the old Miss part after that game uh, coming back a couple of days later, but I don't think it matters in this case. I think Mississippi has shown me at least enough to believe that despite the, the fact that they played some extra minutes in that game, they'll be just fine here. Um, I like Mississippi as a team, Drew, and, I, and I'll say this again, that Mississippi State is a team that is kind of, well, maybe not even kind of, they've underperformed. I think you could make that statement without much argument um, from anybody that they have underperformed. They're, they're below expectations this year. And if they don't have Nick Witherspoon in this game, I think that makes it even worse. We'll see where the number comes out and where the total comes out. Once again, Mississippi and Mississippi State have both been um, high-scoring teams this season. So the number is probably going to be high. I'm looking right here, looking at maybe 151 out of Ken Palm in this instance. Um, But I'm going to look toward Ole Miss, and it might be a last gasp effort for Mississippi State, being that it's an in-state contest. But I just think that without Witherspoon, it would be very, very difficult for them. We'll see if he can go or not. Robbie, good stuff. Uh, Yeah, that injury is going to to, to really affect. um, And and, and also the the profile of kind of Ole Miss – you know, you brought up Kermit Davis. He's done a great job. I, I don't want to use the word overachieving, but, you know, kind of surprising this year, a little bit better than at least I thought they would be in, in Mississippi State underachieving. At this point in the season, conference game, rivalry game, do you think that that 
benefits Ole Miss, or do you think it's kind of a wash? Good question. Um, and I don't know if you could say definitively either way, Drew. I think, um, you know, you almost have to use 2020 hindsight to answer that particular question. And every handicapper is going to apply what they've seen differently. I personally, I think that Mississippi State in the situation that they are in, I've used the phrase often, other people use it too, of cornered animal. I feel like that's the position that Ben Howland's team is in right now. So I'm expecting uh, 100% focused effort. Not that you wouldn't get that in an in-state rivalry anyway, but I think you'll get that even more here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, but in response to that, like I said before, Ole Miss just remains undaunted. Uh, Kermit Davis was a little upset in the game where they played the Big 12 Challenge last week. And maybe that's to be expected when you step out of conference and you don't know an opponent that well. And Iowa State is, you know, Iowa State's probably the best team in the Big 12 right now. And maybe they will win that tournament and everything else. So I don't see any cause for alert uh, in that particular contest. But um, like I say, I don't know that there's a definitive answer to your question. We'll see how it plays out. I think you'll get both of these teams at their best. Uh, even if Mississippi State is shorthanded, you'll get their best efforts shorthanded. I just don't think it'll be enough to beat Mississippi right now. Robbie, heading to another matchup in the SEC. This is a good one, and this is um, th- th- this one's in Gainesville. 663-664, Kentucky at Florida. 64-62, Ken Palm projecting this. That gives us a total of 126 with the Wildcats. Two-point favorites in the O-Dome. Yeah, and here I'll use a little bit, and this is why... <laughs> You know, every sport I handicap and every time over the last, I don't know, been on this uh, sports memo uh, radio show or podcast since 1998. So we're talking about 21 years now. Anytime asked, I would I always say that there's no blanket statement to anything in sports handicapping. Everything is situational. Each game is different. Matchup styles, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. And I think that this that um, logic comes into play here because what I just said about Mississippi, I'll go ahead and say a little bit of the opposite about Florida, even though those two teams were involved in the same overtime game uh, just a couple of nights ago. For Florida, they really, really had to push to win that game in a game that they were expected to win. You're the favorite. You're at home. You're expected to win. You get pushed right to um, you know, a three-pointer with five seconds left just to get it to overtime. Then you're pushed again in overtime to walk away with a four-point victory. I think that takes a little bit of something out of Florida, to tell you the truth, Drew. And I don't know that Florida is playing uh, up to their capabilities under head coach White right now either. I think that they've sort of underperformed this season. Uh, I think most would agree with me in that assessment. While Kentucky is a team that's on an absolute rampage right now. Florida kind of going the different direction. And if I just turn to fundamentals here in this particular game, what Florida does best is 
keep the pace and the tempo down and play excellent defense. That's their forte. That's what this group is good at. Everything they're good at, it seems that Kentucky right now is better at. Kentucky is okay in a half-court game. Kentucky can play a speed-up game as well. But Kentucky's a better defensive team right now than Florida is. And I think all of that works in favor of the Wildcats here. I think the overtime game drains Florida a little bit. I think Kentucky fundamentally is better at what Florida does best. Kentucky does even better. For those couple of reasons, I would look towards the Wildcats um, short price here. John Calipari, obviously it's well documented that his freshman-led groups generally um, progress as the season goes along. And when you start looking at their results now and you see the fact that they're 8-3 and three against the spread in their last 11 and 5-0 and oh in their last five, that backs up your case tremendously. They're off a 35-point route of Vanderbilt the other night. They beat Kansas the game before. Um, things are coming a little easier to Kentucky as their freshmen get more accustomed to playing SEC basketball. I just don't like the direction Florida's headed in right now. Very, very, very guard-dependent. Um, and I think that, you know, I think you mentioned it last week, um, the pressure that Kentucky's able to put on the ball with their guards and especially their lead guard has made a significant difference in Kentucky's ability to cover spreads over the course of the last three weeks or so. I think that happens here again. Like I say, what Florida does best, Kentucky does better. And even though the venue is the old dome, I don't think that matters much here. I would play Kentucky at that short price. Yeah, Robbie Hagan's on on ball defense uh, has been great. It's been a game changer, and the, just really Kentucky's overall defense. Um, that's why they've been on such a tear, like you said. And guys, we got one more game here. Also, uh, remember the coupon code Year three five one for three hundred and fifty one bucks off of Robbie Vino's one year all access. That gives it to you for just one thousand three hundred ninety nine bucks. Every play, every sport for the full three hundred sixty five days with the coupon code YEAR351 at checkout for his one-year all-access package. Robbie, Big 12 game here. Let's. Uh, this will be in conclusion, 677-678, Texas Tech at Kansas. Good one here, two good teams in the Big 12. Looks like Ken Palm's projecting this Kansas as two-point favorites at home, 66-64, giving us a total of 130. Yeah, that will be the biggest asset, I think, for Kansas in this game, Drew, would be the home floor. Obviously, very, very difficult to go into Fog Allen and walk out with a victory. Um, However, Texas Tech certainly matches up well, more than capable. Last year, um, the two meetings between the two, Texas Tech walks away with a 12-point win as a seven-point road underdog. So winning in this building won't be foreign to them whatsoever. And I think it's easy to say that KU was a better team last year. I also think it's easy to say that at least personnel-wise, the the level of talent was better at KU last year and the level of talent was better at Texas Tech last year. But still, they both find themselves in the upper tier of the Big 12 once again this year. I think the, the win by Texas Tech Uh, The other night was much needed inside conference. And again, you know, since Kansas has lost their paint scoring, their interior rim defense, uh, when Uzubuke went down, uh, KU obviously, Bill Self, adjusted on the fly, goes to the four-guard offense, much like Scott Drew and Baylor has done. 
Uh, I've been very successful at Baylor. I think the results have been mixed here at Kansas. And what KU needs to me, Drew, is they need to be able to score from beyond the arc uh, consistently over 40 minutes in order to win games. And Texas Tech takes the perimeter away from teams. I mean, their three-point defense, uh, if you just go by the numbers, only allowing 29% three-pointers inside conference play, absolutely tremendous. Texas Tech knows everything we're going to talk about here where Kansas is concerned, and Kansas knows everything we're going to talk about here. But it still comes down to on-the-floor execution. It still comes down to on-the-floor matchups, and I really feel like Texas Tech at this point in time defensively can take away what Kansas needs. The question will be, can KU turn this into a track meet And we just had a short conversation about it's easier to slow a game down than speed one up. I also feel like if you're the home team, you'll be able to impose your will at some point during the game. Not for the full 40 minutes, but Kansas is going to be able to impose their will. And there'll be a couple of spurts where they're um, up and down the floor and maybe scoring baskets. But the majority of the time here, boy, head coach Beard's team is very, very disciplined very good at controlling tempo. And I, I think it's a troublesome matchup for Kansas right here, Drew. And, and especially, like I said earlier, with Texas Tech having walked in here last year and won by 12. Uh, Kansas won the other game in Texas Tech, so it was a split. But normally, you know, this venue can have its effect on opponents. I don't know that it'll have a big effect on Texas Tech. I expect a lower scoring game here. Because I don't think KU is going to get what they want offensively. We'll see where the total comes. Um, you may have said it, and I just it, it slips my mind now where Ken Palm has it. I'm looking here at 130, which is relatively low for Kansas. So I, I don't know that I could get involved there. But I think I could get involved with Texas Tech in this game. Um, just from a fundamental standpoint, I think that what they do is uh, – what they do best is take away perimeter shooting and they take away guard play, which is what Kansas is dependent upon. The other side to that coin is the fact that Kansas has now lost three out of four games. Uh, one of them non-conference, obviously, to Kentucky, but head coach self has to get his team to bounce back. So you probably get a full focused effort out of KU here. Be a very, very good game. We might be splitting hairs, but if I had to split those hairs, I'd go with Texas Tech. Yeah, you bring up their last two games, what they've lost three of their last four. And in three of those, they, they've scored less 64 points or less in all three of those. So that, that is kind of questioning what's going on there with Kansas's offense, huh, Robbie? Yeah, and I think, you know, if, if you were on the other sidelines, Drew, when you were head coaching, or if I was on the other sidelines and I was head coaching, we would do exactly what I just said. We would go out there with the full purpose defensively of taking away Kansas's guard play, Uh, especially the three-point line, and taking away their tempo. I don't know that there's a better team to do that than Texas Tech. Uh, Consider the fact that, you know, Bob Huggins' team is not, by any measure, even close to what they've been defensively over the last few seasons, and they hold Kansas to 64. Kentucky, we know is a very good defensive team and able to, we just talked about it, what they'll do to Florida. The, The Florida game might be, a uh, this the the Kansas result where Kentucky wins seventy one to sixty three might be a real good precursor to what happens with Kentucky Florida tomorrow, and then of course Shaka Smart's defense holds Kansas down too. Hey, Texas Tech defensively is as good as any of those teams I just mentioned. So uh, 
you know, it, it's troublesome for KU right now. They just have nowhere else to go for points. It's got to be tempo. It's got to be real good outside shooting. If they get those, they'll win. But if I'm going to guess uh, against this opponent, I don't know that they'll get both of those things. Robbie, great stuff as always. Guys, coupon code YEAR351 at checkout for Rob Vino's one year all access. Gives you 351 bucks off. Uh, big discount there at sportsmember.com. Robbie, we'll have a bunch up on tomorrow's slate. Uh, probably some plays up for tonight's slate. Robbie, what, what do you got on tap for this weekend? Saturday, college basketball, and uh, Sunday, the Super Bowl. What are your plans? Yeah, 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 Drew. Um, and, you know, and, and the folks who know me know that I come um, well-equipped on Saturdays. So you'll probably see anywhere from 7 to 10 plays on what is always a stacked board, over 120 games to choose from uh, on the college board. So we certainly um, – play so you'll see that you'll you'll see a five percenter tomorrow i'm almost positive so be on the lookout for that super bowl props and super bowl play will be posted saturday morning first thing so you can get involved there uh it's taken me a little longer drew this year i don't know about yourself but it's taken me a little bit longer to dissect everything um and come to real conclusions for this super bowl so in a lot of years past it hasn't been that difficult for me but this game presents a lot of different things so we'll come tomorrow morning with super bowl props um nba always uh in there and once again just uh to keep it fresh in listeners minds don't forget that next week we have the start of a new football league the american alliance of football i have put in the work and research so we'll have plays where that's concerned as well as soon as we see lines if we see lines but i think we will american allegiance of football um Robbie, I'm, I'm kind of excited about that, and, and, and you're you're sure that they'll they'll be putting up lines? We're really hoping so, Drew. Um, I don't know how any uh, odds making group can not post real football, knowing the you know, hunger that's out there for football and football betting. I mean, if you can post WNBA, you can post the American Alliance of Football. It comes with a TV contract, which makes it even more. Um, appeasing two betters. You can sit back and watch these games on CBS and the CBS Sports Network. So Bill Polian did a pretty good job putting this league together. Uh, he's got some big names. He's got some talent you'll recognize. It's kind of regionalized as far as players and the teams that they're on. Um, so that will bring a little bit of uh, fan base as well. I just don't see how they couldn't post line. They'll probably get more action on American Alliance of football games than they would, like I say, some of the minor sports that they put up. Uh, you might get as much as hockey, uh, for that matter, because it's real football. It's not some gimmick-style football. And I'm old enough to remember when the USFL came into play. I'm old enough to remember when the World uh, Football League in the 70s came into play. And, you know, numbers were up on those games. So we're in a more advanced day and time. Now I think we'll see numbers on these games. You got anything else to throw out before uh, before we shut this down? Um, real quick, uh, just one fast thing here as far as college basketball handicapping for folks out there. And, and know that the corner has turned on the college basketball season. Know that we're headed toward conference tournament time at the end of the month for uh, a bunch of leagues. Games pick up importance. And there are first games to go ahead and judge off of. So I said a little, I alluded to this a little bit earlier, Drew. You have to change up the handicapping in February a little bit um, from what we had in non-conference and, and January basketball first time around in conference action. So certain adjustments probably apply here. Check the injury list because um, 
you know, those become important down the stretch here. Games get magnified, injuries become magnified. So just make a couple of simple adjustments to what you're doing. Hey, if you're doing, you know, if you're hitting 80% right now, then ignore everything I just said, the public service announcement, ignore it totally and keep doing what you're doing. But um, for me, I've been doing it long enough to know that you have to make a couple adjustments this time of year. Robbie, good stuff. Um, stay warm up there. Best of luck with your bets. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl with friends, family, um, and everyone out there. Best of luck with your bets this weekend. We'll be back on Monday with Super Bowl recap with Teddy Covers. Also some uh, college basketball and NBA betting action for next week. So uh, stay tuned. Best of luck with your bets. Have a fun and safe weekend. Talk to you next weekend. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.